Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen. No flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey. And thank you for joining us here on China Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Alan. I'm Keith. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 65 for the week of January 19th, 2015. On this week's show, I am extremely excited to talk with an actor who has graced the stage playing Marius and Les Miserables, Simba and the Lion King, and currently Aladdin and Disney's Aladdin on Broadway. We welcome Adam Jacobson's The Tiki Hut. Welcome, Adam. Gotta keep one jump ahead of the bread line, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. Hey, I'm glad to be here. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for uh, coming on today. Um, it's exciting to talk with you. We you know we have a lot of fans that are that love Broadway, and especially when uh, Broadway goes national, you get to see a lot of the, uh, especially the Disney shows. So it's it's great to talk to you. So thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Uh, you started playing the piano at a young age. Why did you switch to pursuing acting? Uh, yeah, I played piano for about eight years. My parents put me in that pretty early. Uh, it's ages like four to you know uh, around. 11, 12, so around there. And, um, you know, it got to that certain point where my teacher was like, if, if you want to pursue this seriously, you can. You know, you could, you have what it takes to possibly be a concert pianist. It just means you're going to have to rehearse a little bit more, a lot more, you know, like hours and hours a day in a room. And, and so I was like, you know, we talked about it with my parents and decided probably don't want to do that. So from, I gave up uh, piano lessons and switched to art classes for a year, and then and then I did uh, theater. You know, my first show was in seventh grade. I played Oliver in Oliver at the at the school, and then uh, in high school is where I really got the bug and decided that I wanted to pursue it as a career. Is there any personal role that you saw that inspired you to become a stage actor or an actor in general? Um, I, you know, when I was around five or six, I saw Yul Brenner in The King and I, and um, I don't really remember it that well, um, but my parents say, because I sat through it and, and didn't uh, fuss, <laughs> you know, uh, that and that I was quiet, and that, that I would be an actor, for sure. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and I also loved, you know, the classics. I loved Gene Kelly, watching those old uh, movie musicals, uh, and they really inspired me as well. Well, you know, talking about uh, musicals, do you have a favorite musical, uh, movie-wise? Um, you know, I, I love West Side Story. I, I, I remember watching that one uh, a million times for movie musicals. Um, but then, you know, White Christmas, so I would watch that every Christmas. And, right. um, you know, so there's always those ones. And, um, you know, Holiday, uh, well, what's, what's it Holiday. called? Yeah, Holiday Inn. Yeah, I just loved, I loved all those, those great classic movie musicals. Yeah, those are must-watches for me every year during the during Christmas time. Yeah, you you have to, you have to. <laughs> so, as far as um, national tours and Broadway goes, do you prefer one over the other, or is there much of a difference in terms of production and the audiences? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, uh, they're they're quite different, definitely. You know, when you're on a national tour, 
um, you're, you're seeing the country and you are living out of a suitcase. So, I mean, they each have pros and cons. Um, and when you're on Broadway, you know, you're, you're the cream of the crop and you get to be home. So um, I think I prefer Broadway now. Um, I've done four national tours. And when you're fresh out of college and you're excited about, you know, seeing the country and traveling, that's probably the best time to do it. Um, and that's why a lot of the times, you know, most of these uh, touring cast tend to be a little bit younger because there are people who have just graduated and um, they're trying to get their experience up and, you know, get their chops. And um, touring is a great way to do that. And then it's they, a lot of actors sort of see that as putting in your dues, you know, being on the road. And then you uh, hopefully the goal is always to, to be on Broadway and to be living in New York as an actor. Um, and that was that was always the goal for me anyways. And so I've been fortunate that uh, that's worked out for me. You know, I, I did the four national tours and then uh, I was able to do subsequently a few shows on Broadway. You notice that it's uh, the national tours tend to be more uh, family oriented or is that not the case? Um, you know, I think it's just specific to that show. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily, I noticed that the audiences are different. You know, uh, you, you probably have a little bit more sophisticated audiences in the bigger cities like Chicago and, and uh, L.A. and New York and, and whatnot. But then, and you know, depending on the tour, uh, for example, my first tour was a non-equity tour, was a non-union tour. And we toured to some really small cities, you know, all across the U.S. And um, and you definitely could tell the difference. I mean, in some cities, everybody dressed up in tuxedos and prom dresses, you know, and, and they treated the theater as like this grand event, which I loved. I, I thought that was fantastic. That was like in Sioux City, Iowa, for example, where they did that. Uh, <laughs> and then you get to places in uh, Florida where people come wearing their shorts and, you know, because it's hot. And, but then they feel freezing in the theater and then they kick themselves and they think, you know, so uh, it, it just depends. But you, you really get to see um, a wide spectrum uh, when you're touring. And, and so I, I enjoyed that a lot. Do you have any uh, pre-show rituals that you do? Pre-show rituals. Let's see. Yeah, I, um, you know, when I get to the theater, I try to get to the theater about an hour before the, the curtain. And I go through a series of uh, calisthenics and stretching, and I got some weights. I got some resistance bands. I have a whole uh, routine that I do there, a physical routine. Then I also try to get into a mental, a good mental state, and that involves, you know, just uh, a little bit of meditation, slash just you know clearing your mind listening to some calm uh, music uh, and then also not a lot of actors do this but I like to uh, juggle actually I like to take I oh have, really I have some juggling balls and that actually helps me focus because for the role of Aladdin it's really all about focus and agility uh, because I don't want to be trying to jump from building and then you know fall in between them and, and die so <laughs> I have to be uh, on top of my game what was it like getting the call to go from the national tour of Les Miserables to playing the same role in Broadway? So, yeah, I, I was playing Marius on the road for about a year and a half. And when I found out that I was going to be going to Broadway, I was super excited because that was my Broadway debut. It was my first show on Broadway. And I, I couldn't be happier and more excited to be playing that role specifically. I didn't actually believe my agent when he told me on the phone because uh, I thought for sure they were going to find some star to play the role. And... Um, and that I would just be in the ensemble and cover, and and then and and my agent was like, no, they want you to play the role, and I was I was like in disbelief and <laughs> you know bouncing off the walls. Now, Les Miserables is probably my favorite 
play of all time. I've probably seen it 20 to 30 times because I grew up in New Jersey. So even in high school, I used to take the bus over and try to get discount tickets to say Limit. I loved it. Yeah. So I, I just loved I love the music music in it. What's your favorite song that you sung as Marius? Um, wow, there's so many great songs. As Marius, I loved singing Empty Chairs and Empty Tables. That was my big solo, right? Um, and I just thought it was, you know, kind of uh, haunting and chilling at the same time and beautiful. Um, but, you know, even before I became Marius, which is an hour into the show, I had played, I got the opportunity to play six different ensemble characters, you know. And that's that comes from that Royal Shakespeare days where everybody was playing everything. Uh, that's sort of how the tracks were laid out early in the show and then it just became that's that's how it was and um so you know coming out and doing the chain gang at the beginning of the show and hearing that orchestra bomb bomb you know that just got my blood and my heart pumping and adrenaline going and then coming out and going uh uh you know and as the chain gang it's, a, it's actually a great uh, vocal warm-up <laughs> uh, which then you know warms your lower range before doing the uh, your middle and upper range later on in Paris and and to, to, uh, the other numbers, but the barricade. So uh, it, it was just a great show, and there's so many fun fun moments in in the barricade and that I had with with my colleagues, my comrades, and we had just a family um, feeling, and we all supported each other. And uh, it was it was my first time working with Broadway veterans um, on Broadway, you know, doing doing is and I worked with Gary Beach, I worked with Daphne Rubin, Vega, Judy Kuhn, Leah Salonga, um, Aaron Lazar, like, Norm Lewis played Javert. It was, it was just a dream team uh, in terms of uh, my experience being able to, to learn from them. So uh, it, was, it was pretty phenomenal. Fortunate for me, I got to see you and Leah Salonga at the same time. I actually looked at one of my playbills a couple months ago. Okay, yeah, Talked cool. To see your name on it. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> wild. I was excited to see that. Yeah, it was. She's my uh, my tita. My she's my uh, big sister in in a way. My ate, because <laughs> we're both half Filipino, or I'm half Filipino. Right. Peaceful, and so uh, the Broadway, the Filipino community has uh, embraced us, which is fantastic. Um, now, do you have the ability to bring any of your own personality into the roles that you play? Um, sure. I mean, for Aladdin example, you know, he's he gets to be kind of. Um, a bad boy in a sense and, and gets to you know run away from guards and and uh, that's not to say that I you know practice shoplifting and, and try to run away from cops that's not what I'm saying at all um, <laughs> but uh, you know we all we each have these these sides of ourselves that we get to bring to the roles um, you know with Marius uh, he had more of an innocent quality and and you you remember you know your first love you know because a, a lot of these disney shows and musicals love happens uh, at the drop of a hat so you kind of have to right. have that that memory of that you know when you first fell in love and and that sort of thing like your high school love or the you know the different kinds of loves that you've experienced throughout your your life um and that's just one that's just love you know and then you have a million different other experiences and that you that you can you know try to key into jealousy and anger and all these things and uh so yeah of course and there's elements that you bring to to every role and what's interesting is that the more that you can bring of yourself the better it, it turns out to be i think at least when i'm watching a, a show I, I feel like the people the audience wants to see what you do with the role you know especially a role that everybody knows they want to see your choices and if you make strong choices and and you have fun with the role where 
it's where you're meant to have fun, then uh, then it's great. Then they have fun with you. Talking about roles, you auditioned for the role of Simba several years before you eventually end up getting it. What made you want yeah. that role so badly? You know, I loved the movie. I loved everything about The Lion King. Uh, when I saw it the first time on Broadway, I was awestruck. And I just knew that I could do it. And I think what made, what made one of the things that kept me coming back is that I got a little bit better each time. You know, and the casting directors, uh, Mark Brandon over at Jay Binder, they they supported me. They 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 saw that I where, where I was going. You know, every time, and they gave me notes, and I took them for the next time, and and it seemed to be you know like I was getting there, and then it finally. You know how things just sort of fall into place. It just finally clicked. Um, I got it. I, you know, the, I got what they were trying to go for, and the timing worked out. And you know, a lot, you know, half of it is timing, and half of it is luck. <laughs> you know, so. Right. And and then you know, 10% talent or so, or maybe a little bit more in there, but that's more than 100%. So that doesn't really add up. But you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. For someone who's never seen a Broadway play, what would they expect in Aladdin and seeing you in Aladdin? Uh, anybody who comes to see Aladdin is going to just go away feeling like they've had a great time. People who love Aladdin specifically, like the Disney fans, because I'm, I'm sure a lot of your audience is, is big Disney fans, they're not going to be disappointed. We, we took elements from the movie, and we took songs and, and scenes that were cut from the movie, and we brought them back in. We also sort of reimagined we took Howard Ashman's original vision of, of having a, a genie sort of be like a Cab Calloway type of character and and we've and, and, and that sort of 1920s to 40s feel uh, the, the true musical comedy feel we brought back we, we made this into a musical comedy and you know the, the movie's an action adventure flick but, but ours is um, you know and that's 90 minutes and our that our our show is 90 minutes. Sorry, two and a half hours. That was 90 minutes, and our show is two and a half hours. So, you know, we had to expand it and flush out the characters, which is which is great. You know, and we were able to to use that material from the movie and and with some additional songs as well by Alan Menken and and Chad. You know, helped write the book, Chad Beglin. So it's it's. It's a fun, just a fun show in terms of musical comedy. Casey Nicola directed it. He did the Book of Mormon. Okay. Um, so great, great play. He's, he, he's great. You know, he's good, awesome with comedy, and and he knows what audiences love to see, which is uh, I think his strongest suit. So um, we we had a lot of fun making this, and I, I think the audiences are, enjoy it every night. They really do. Now we had a, a great loss when it comes to Aladdin last year. What were the emotions like with, with the cast for the uh, the tribute to Robin Williams? Oh yeah, with Robin, that that was um, that was a sad time. You know, people were a little bit deflated. Um, you know, one of the one of the big things is that he never actually got to come see us in in our version of the show. Um, we were hoping he would, especially James. You know, he was such a big loss. Um, we actually tri did a tribute to him at the end of one of our shows, where uh, we had the audience sing along with us a verse of "Friend Like Me." And we had it in the programs and prepared that. Uh, and James made a little speech beforehand. Uh, James Aguilhart plays the genie. And he, um, you know, got pretty emotional and he spoke from the heart. And I just remember, you know, afterwards the curtain coming down and, and the sense of just like the sense of relief. Uh, like he, he, he almost like just kind of put his hands on his knees and was like did a couple deep breaths. And he was very emotional. And, and a lot of us were, you know, because we felt like. We did him right. We, we we did this tribute, and we're glad that we were able to do that. Um, but it was also obviously very sad as well. 
but um, it's that strange mixture of, of feeling, um, you know, deflated, but also like we did the right thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's a tough thing. You're you're coming from somebody who helped to create an iconic character, and yeah, you playing somebody on on Broadway. You're you're trying to bring some of that character into the play, and you're trying to yeah. And, feel... and for James, for James, uh, Robin was a huge hero of his, and and you know, and and he looked up to him, and was a was a big influence in his life. So, right. uh, and what James does is. It's amazing because it's completely different from Robin, um, but it still works amazingly. He won a Tony for his performance. Right. So what is a typical night like performing for you in Aladdin? Typical night. Let's see. I, I sort of mentioned it with my pre-show routines. Uh, I, I like to get there about an hour earlier. I like to pick up a cup of coffee on the way in. You know, I'll get maybe a, uh, some mango slices or some pineapple over at Walgreens, uh, maybe a sandwich, and then a cup of coffee, and I'll come to work. And then I go through my, my pre-show rituals. I like to greet the cast before the show and kind of make the rounds and, and uh, say good show and how was your day and, you know, chat with my hair guy and my, and my dresser. And it's really a family feeling. That's what I love about the Broadway community. I mean, it, it really feels like your second family when you come to work. Um, and then we get to come on stage and just have fun. I mean, this is the best job in the world. I, I get to be make a living doing what I love to do. Um, and uh, it's funny because even though we do the show eight times a week, there are times where it's still a live performance, right? So uh, James, as the genie, may throw in some ad-libs because he has a little bit of freedom. Um, for example, if we have uh, sign language interpreters there, which we sometimes do, um, he may or may not stop the show and say, hey, you want to see something cool? And he'll walk over to them and he'll say, I can make these people say anything I want. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and he's, it's just crazy like that. So we, we have fun. We just, um, and we're, we're telling the story, of course, and, and uh, it's a fable, and, and uh, it, that's, that's what we do. A little bit more personal, not really personal, but to get more of a personal side to you, do you ever find yourself belting out Broadway musicals at home? And if so, what are they? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to say no, actually, to that. No? I, I do not. I, I'm probably not your typical Broadway guy. I'm more likely to belt out songs by Journey or Bruno Mars. Oh, really? Or, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm from San Francisco. Um, I grew up, you know, in the 90s listening to grunge and Pearl Jam and Nirvana. And so, you know, uh, and then I switched over to hip hop for a while. And I went to classic rock. And, and so I run the gamut of, of popular music. But in terms of the Broadway stuff, obviously, I was drawn to that, you know, visually and and musically. I, I was drawn to that. It turned out it was something I, that I could do. You know, my, my I had a great teacher um, and a mentor in during my high school years who sort of fostered my talent and said, you know, if you want this, this is something you could do. You should pursue it. It was through through him and and my experiences there that I, I realized that uh, musical theater is something that's that I loved, that I didn't even know that I loved. It was just sort of in there, you know what I mean? And right. it helped bring it out of me. So if you could pick one play, past or present, to star in, what would it be? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, any play or musical, uh, I would love to do, a, I'd love to take a crack at the Phantom and Phantom of the Opera. I think that would be fun, uh, just because, you know, even though I've worn a mask, but not over my face, you know, <laughs> it, it'll be different. Um, and, uh, you know, I saw Light in the Piazza a few years ago, uh, and I would love to play Fabrizio Nacarelli in that in that sh in that show. I just love the music in that in that musical. 
Yeah, and then, you know, I did uh, Billy Bigelow and Carousel in high school. I'd love to take another crack at that. Che and Evita, I'd like to take another crack at that. I did that in high school as well, uh, which is a pretty big project for high school. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of roles out there that I would, would love to uh, to try. And I'd love to stretch myself, maybe try a villain. I think that'd be fun, too. Yeah, everybody says that being a villain is the, the best part to play because you really get to extend yourself and, and become something that really nobody really typically is. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you get to play all those, those primal things or urges and things that if you want to kill somebody... And then you get to as a villain. <laughs> right, and then they come real, back at the end of the night. You can't in real life. No, if you, you try right. that, you might get in a little trouble. So, <laughs> In your opinion, is there any other Disney film that you think would translate well into stage? Uh, any other one that hasn't been done yet? Um, right. Yeah, I mean, they're working on Frozen. I know that. Um, I think Tangled actually would be a pretty interesting one to see. Um, I thought that movie was, was fantastic. Probably almost even better than Frozen, to, in my opinion. So I think that would be a great one to see. Um, what else? Uh, I would love to see Jungle Book, Lion King. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Mowgli, you know, Jungle Book. Right, yep. And I think that would be a great... I, I always loved that, that one, too, only because that scrying little kid reminded me of myself, uh, just like Aladdin <laughs> did, in a way. And great music. Yep, and great music, totally. Yeah, so probably those two. I don't know how well-versed you are with, with Disney in the parks, but uh, every guest that we have come on, we have them do the, the Tiki Lightning Round. It's the same five questions. Okay. Um, the, the first question is, do you have a favorite snack at the Disney parks? Uh, yeah, well, when it's a hot day, I love those um, ice cream bars dipped in hot in the premium dark chocolate. Uh, right. fit shaped yeah, like the Mickey Mouse ears. Those right. are like yep. standard. You got to have those. I also like those the Rice Krispie Treats shaped like the Mickey Mouse uh, oh, those are always good. Well. Those yeah. are just a great snack to pick up, and and uh, they can sort of last you throughout the whole park if you if you like you know eat it slowly, <laughs> keep it in your bag. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, favorite attraction? Uh, that would have to be Pirates of the Caribbean. That was always my favorite as a kid. Um, just something about it was just a magical. You know, getting in that boat and you know taking that dip and the and the laughing skull and the the foot with the mud on it and you know just the whole the whole world that they created there was was magical and then set to music and it was just fun i loved it favorite disney character uh aladdin aladdin was probably my favorite disney character i watched that movie a million times and now i'm playing him which is wild <laughs> yes that's that's crazy to think that you know, as a kid growing up, looking and seeing these, seeing these characters and be like, you're not thinking one day you're going to play them on Broadway, but when of you get that opportunity to play on Broadway, you're like, wow, this is this is how far I've come. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's, true. it's surreal. It really is surreal. <clears throat> uh, favorite Disney movie? Is it Aladdin? Uh, yeah, probably Aladdin and Lion King were my, were my two favorite. Yep. And do you have a favorite Disney park memory? Uh, favorite Disney park memory would, let's see... Um, you know, it, I think just coming into the park for the first time, you know, as a kid and walking down Main Street and 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 seeing the acapella singers and seeing the, uh, you know, the, the, the costume characters and and seeing that castle in the distance, you know, you see that in all the movies, you know, before every movie you see the castle and then you get there and there it is. There's Cinderella's castle and. Um, that's just a magical thing. And then you get to, and I loved the, uh, the fireworks show that they did it every night, you know, and just sitting there and, and watching, looking up and, and seeing that, uh, it was, it was, uh, Disney knows how to do magic. They, they really did. They sure do. Have yeah. you taken your kids yet? 
have not. They're a little young. They're uh, they're not even one yet. Uh, but I'm hoping. You know, we actually are going to be doing a uh, Disney cruise. It hasn't been announced yet. But uh, my wife and I are going to be performing on a show on the cruise ship, and we get to bring our boys. So that will be their first Disney experience, I think. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And your yeah. wife, she's in um, uh, Mary Poppins, is it? She, yeah, she was in Mary Poppins uh, right. before Aladdin came in, and we kicked her out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we met doing you know, a Christmas show in Hershey, Pennsylvania years, years ago, um, and we've been together ever since. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, it's amazing. Disney is a, um, you know, everybody we've spoken to, you know, they say Disney is such a, a great company and it's a, a family company. And, and I guess you do get, definitely get that feeling from it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, they're, they're loyal to the people that, that work with them. They, especially families, they treat them well. You know, they're, they're giving us this cruise ship opportunity uh, to work there. And, and, and um, I never feel like, uh, yeah, you know, having kids whatever like get would you ever get in the way of what they're trying to do um right. you know it's up to me to 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 get enough sleep and stay healthy but uh but in terms of of how they support actors with with kids um and and just you know in general the whole from the management down to the crew it's it's a great company to work for they they um they they do it right they they treat it like family uh thanks so much uh, let's uh, why don't you tell our audience where they can find you online and social media Oh yeah, sure. Um, my uh, Twitter is Adam Jacobs NYC, and my um, my website is AdamJacobs.net. Great, Adam. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and speaking to me um, and the the rest of the the audience here that's going to be listening to the episode. Uh, we appreciate it. It's my pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Well, that is going to do it for this week, Ben. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. You can email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. If you're in the parks, be sure to give us a call and show your Tiki side. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Check out our store at RedBubble.com. And follow us on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dole of Daily. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. must feel trapped inside these walls we'll run away just you and me why not escape as evening falls there's a whole world you've yet to see if i go with you will it be safe sure do you trust me what did you just say do you trust me sure why, but yes. I can show you the world 
shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? I can open your eyes, take you wonder by wonder, over sideways and under, on a magic carpet ride, a whole new world, a new fantastic point of view, no one to tell us no, or where to go, or say we're only dreaming. A whole new world, a dazzling place I never knew, but when I went so clear and now It gets better. I'm like a shooting star. I've come so far. I can't go back to where I used to be. Every turn is a surprise. I'll chase them anywhere. There's time to spare. Let me share this whole new world with you. Share this whole new world. 